Elegant Weapon is brought to you by Nemesis Studios. An elegant weapon for the more civilized age. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to An Elegant Weapon, episode 241. My name is J.J.M. Clark, J. the Jedi Ross, and kids, we are back in the L5J studios after recently having returned from yet another epic and amazing year at Motor City Comic Con. That's right. What an awesome time. It's my favorite show of the year. All my favorite people, all my favorite stuff. In one place, in one spot. No other con has as much heart, party, passion, and oomph as Motor City Comic Con does, in my mind, in my humble opinion. So, yes, an awesome, awesome time. Here we are, bringing you part one of Motor City Comic Con 2017. Before I get started, I need to send special thanks out to Miriam, Denny, Chris, Adam, Jeff, the other Adam, all of you fine people on the staff and management at Motor City Comic Con, nobody does it like you. Nobody throws a better party. Thank you for once again allowing an elegant weapon to come into your home and cover your fine, fine event. So uh, thank you to those people. Um, thank you to all our friends and family, pod brethren, brothers and sisters, uh, for just making it one hell of a good time. Special thanks to Bob and Dave of Podcast Detroit podcastdetroit.com check it out you can go listen to an elegant weapon there or on itunes at an elegant weapon podcast detroit and uh we went live right from the booth on the con floor from the podcast detroit booth uh and it was super cool fun so there's already a bunch of stuff that had been broadcast live already up there on the feed over there and uh it'll be getting added to an elegantweapon.ca's feed uh soon enough so whichever way you want to hear it, it's there. It's on the SoundCloud right now. An Elegant Weapon Podcast Detroit. Thank you, fellas, for hosting such a good time. Uh, did we pod? Oh, hell yeah, did we pod. Uh, part one, this episode, I'm going to be bringing to you the mastermind behind Source Point Press, Mr. Travis McIntyre. Uh, one of our prod pod brethren, Mr. Tony McKay of Drunk on Comics, he and I double teamed the Travis McIntyre. We did it outside too, so I do apologize because there is a bit of wind wreckage that goes on, uh, but it's not too bad. It's still a really fun, fun talk. Uh, I really hope you give it a shot uh, because we had a great time. Also, there is a cameo appearance from Mr. Rob Hogan. I got to meet an amazing artist, Mr. Rob Hogan, and you're going to meet him too. So that is the first part of the episode. It is the main chunk of the episode. Tony McKay of Drunk on Comics and myself uh, interviewing Mr. Travis McIntyre, the mastermind behind Source Point Press. Following that, following that, he returns to the show after not too long an absence. Our good friend, Mr. Stan Kanopka, uh, we told you a few episodes ago, The Rejected would be premiering at Motor City Comic Con. Uh, There would be a special variant cover for Motor City Comic Con, an exclusive variant cover. Guess what? That bitch sold out. That's right. Gangbusters. Congratulations to Stan Kanopka, Corey Christian Anderson. You guys absolutely rocked it. The Rejected rocked it. Also, I discovered a really, really cool new book called The Seance Room, but I'm going to tell you all about that in another part of our Motor City Comic Con 2017 extravaganza. 
But right now, we're just going to fill up this one with Travis McIntyre, Stan Kanopka. Part 1, Motor City Comic Con 2017. Oh my gosh, what a good time. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to an elegant weapon episode 241. My name is Jay. Sorry, kids. I got a swollen tongue. Why? Because I did like six hours of podcasting yesterday. Because we are at Motor City Comic Con 2017. Good times indeed. I'm here with fellow POIer Tony McKay of How Drunk on it? Comics. I'm also here with the man with the plan, Mr. Travis McIntyre, the man behind Source Point. Press. Gentlemen, how is your weekend uh, proceeding? It's been pretty wild. It's one of the best shows of the year. It's yeah, been great. Always love it here. It's been packed more than I've ever seen it packed. Yeah. Uh, I think it definitely grew. Um, I heard that it was one of their it was their biggest Friday ever attendance wise, and for us it was our biggest sales Friday at the show ever. Makes sense. After having done this well, for the many line years. was around the building twice, man. It was insane. Twice. Until like one or two o'clock. Yeah. Not like just for the whole morning. It was like insane, man. But the crazy thing is that a lot of the bigger shows this year have been a, have been re- reporting somewhat lower attendance. So. Right, right. But here, you know, Detroit. Love this show. Well, that's because you're here, man. It's yeah, well, that is the thing. Here. People hear that I'm here and hey, they want to come let's out. Let's talk about your presence, though. We won't get into the logistics of why. Sure. But... Uh, have you ever had a presence at a show where you were kind of split because you've got the one section with you're basically halved. You've got like a bunch of tables. Yeah. The so wall we actually do at some of the bigger shows like the, you know, like the C2E2s things that we've done is we'll have the, the publisher section and then we'll have one or two artists that will throw into an artist alley. Oh yeah. Right. So yeah. we have done it before and it does, you know, depending on the show, it works smaller conventions. It doesn't work. Right. Well, you, you want to be yeah. more, Condensed, and you want to be able to like bounce people to different stations around your section as much as possible. Okay. Um, so some of the big, big shows we do do that, you know, right. to we sort of separate. Oh boy. <laughs> That's well, true. Well, in, in Philly, you had the booth in the way that I like that when you kept walking, you're like, oh, these are the same guys. Mm-hmm. Like it's one of those situations. It took so long to get around. You should have saw their setup in Philly, Tony. It was, it was insane. It was like a, like a crazy trade show or something yeah it was awesome and it was a big giant circle and literally as basically as you walked like these two aisles no matter which way you went around or wherever it, it was, was source point. it was amazing it was like building a castle i think it was awesome <laughs> that was that was a, you know, <clears throat> yeah and i really i really really enjoy that unfortunately there's because it's so big and it's so tall and all this stuff there's only so many shows and it because it costs so much to transport that there's only so many shows we can do that at you know like i could never Maybe not never, but I certainly wouldn't be able to do that now at like a New York, you know, or something yeah. like that. Oh, it would cost, oh, the cost would be God. astronomical. Yeah. Getting everything there would be crazy. Yeah. Well, speaking so, about all the Rob places Hogan, coming Rob out, Hogan, guys doing it. Joining the party. Yeah. Julie tricked me last night. Hey, just so you know, this is <laughs> deep. Hey, these are recording, just so you're aware, because I don't want you to hey. see us. You're welcome to join us. Sure. Yeah. You yeah, can't sue in. us, though. Because we don't put up with that kind of shit. <laughs> okay? So, uh, can I swear? Yes. yes. How much swear. can I swear? What is the severity of swearing that is allowed on here? That depends Anything on the proximity to small children in Batman costumes. So? But, in general, okay. if it's kept to a, a so like fucking minimum, so you can, can say, fucking do what you fucking want. Could I say mother dick? 
Mother Dick is okay. I haven't heard that one accepted. before, but that's a good that's, one. I don't. Uh, I bet are you, you just those... jamming words together at this point. No, that's that's from uh, Walking it. Dead. Um, Abraham. Oh, oh nice. yeah. yeah. Nice, nice. I don't think those words have ever been uttered on this show before. Now, Travis, you uh, were talking about some cons that you've been at, and yep. you guys have had a rigid schedule this last year. Yeah, it's nuts. It's nuts. What's the whole um, next year seem to next have year? in store? Uh, so, well, for me, it's going to be less. As I did, the company did 50 shows last year. We're on the calendar for 50 shows this year. Last year, I did 41 of them. And by November, like the last three shows of the year, I was an angry, <laughs> tired prick. And uh, it just really, it burned me out, man. And you know, I have yeah. two small children, so being away that many you weekends You have a real life sucked. too, as a lot of us do, right? So that was, that was tough. So this year I brought on two new guys um, to sort of help handle and, and kind of do what I do, which is just make sure everything's in order, the hotels are good, everything's done, we know where we're supposed to be. So I'm cutting it down this year. I'm going to do 23, I think. I'm on the schedule to do. And then next year, at the end of the summer, I got another guy who's going to come in, and I'm going to, you know, bring him around to all my fall shows. And hopefully next year, I'd actually like to get down to about 12. Really? Of me personally. Yeah, just you. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, I'll come to yeah. all the ones you go to. Of well, you'll, course. You'll... Not you though, Tony. Oh, fuck yeah. off. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to keep the Canadian ones to yourself too. You have to keep right. them for those. Yeah, the close ones. You know, the ones where I don't have to drive very far, try that I was that saying hard. yesterday, like, I, I, I expect some of these shows, like, you know, some of the artists probably really want to do it, and they don't want to be, like, the B team, unfortunately. So I think you should have, like, a total, like, death battle match for who gets to come to Fan Expo in Toronto. We, and I would well, love that, to see that. That happens, believe me. When I post, well, you know, we have an, uh, a closed group or whatever on, on the Facebooks where, yeah. we, where I throw up the calendar and this is where we're at, and I'll be like, hey... You know, I'm, I'm scheduling what shows do you want, you know. I'll, I'll get, you know, I'll have like, I've got nine spots for New York City and I'll get 25 requests of people who want yeah. to come. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, everybody wants to come to the marquee shows. Unfortunately, that just isn't the reality. Of course. Um, <clears throat> you know, so we have to be smart about it. But we've gotten so, our presence has gotten so big that even, at least in this region, Right. Even the smaller shows, we tend to do extremely well, and people like right. going to them. You right. know? So right. I don't like to think of it as a B team kind of situation. No, it's just, just part you know, of it is smaller personality. Show. Like, because you'll have multiple shows on the same weekend, basically, is what I'm saying. Last weekend, so we it'll be a three. big show. It's yeah, exactly. So you know, in some smaller shows and stuff like that. But the one awesome benefit that you have is that all your guys are team players. They will all go where they need to go. They yeah. may grumble, I'm sure. You know. There's grumbling I'm sometimes. Sure sometimes. I, Dad's I like, crush it with an iron fist. Well, Devin, you know, he's... <laughs> he's idiot. just a regret. <laughs> yeah, he's a... From the beginning. Constant <laughs> source of pain. <laughs> that guy. What else you got, Tony? Well, <laughs> what's new with you? <laughs> really? Wow. Is that what God you, damn it. Really? Is, hey, Travis, what's your favorite color? The, my favorite color is... Uh, I don't know. I, I really like like burnt orange. Nice. Do you use and any I beard like oil? Green. Uh, I I do, do but I haven't in like four days. <laughs> I asked Mike. I do. This. I do try to put some beard oil in because it makes yeah. a huge difference. It keeps it like nice and shaped and not all over the place. I'm trying to get him some softball questions before we get to the real <laughs> the journey hard, here. The hard stuff. Last week on Free Comic Book Day, I asked. Uh, so I gotta before. ask. <laughs> so I I asked them, uh, Mike Ruth. I said, "What is your favorite sandwich?" Travis McIntyre, what is your favorite sandwich? Oh, shit. That's tough. Um, 
So if I'm home and uh, what I like to do is I make... So I think that people who make peanut butter and jelly sandwiches without putting butter on them are doing it completely wrong. So it's butter and then it's like triple serving of peanut butter and then it's like as much jelly as you can possibly jam onto it. And that's really? probably my favorite sandwich yet. I don't eat it very much because I'm a fat person and my wife doesn't <laughs> like me. To, my wife doesn't like me to eat four X servings of peanut butter in a sitting. All but right. if she's not around, yeah. I'll make two of them motherfuckers. I eat a lot of peanut butter. I like apples and peanut butter. Oh, that's my like nightly snack. I cut up apple mm. slices, smear them in peanut butter. Mm -hmm. God damn delicious. Maybe a few crackers and cheese on the yeah. side. So, Glass yeah, so that's probably my favorite <laughs> sandwich. Um, I'm a I'm a big macaroni and cheese fan. You, you know, are, essentially right? like a, yeah. Yeah. essentially like all the foods that you liked when you were in fourth grade. I like that stuff. <laughs> now like what? what it, yeah. I like bologna and relish. Oh, I don't know about relish, but it's well, that's what I make for my kid is bologna sandwich in the morning because it's the best thing he, you know that he'll eat as a sandwich. So I just make the same for myself because you know I don't want to fuck around. I want to get out two different things. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I pull out the relish, and I, I've eaten it since I was like three years old. Like, or bologna and mustard is also an excellent choice. We should give it. We should. Fried we have, ring bologna is where it's at. What? Fried ring bologna. Yeah. What is that? Ring. You get like a real bologna, like a ring. Yeah. And yeah. you'd fry it. And yeah, we'll put it on. It's, it's incredible. Right, it's so right. good. Um, while I'm thinking of it, though, we got to talk about an actual serious thing. And this weekend was the debut of The Rejected. It was. And yeah, Stan Kanopka. How's this gone? Uh, it's been incredible, honestly. We did uh, 100 copies of a Motor City exclusive version of it. Um, it's not actually going to release for several months, but, uh, you know, we flew Stan out here to do it. He's. You know, he's the animal, so yeah, yeah. he's been slamming it, and we're going to sell We'll sell the last couple we have today. That's so fantastic. it's been really nice. Congratulations. It's been really nice. And it's a great book. Oh, it know. turned out beautiful. It's a beautiful Corey book. Corey Christian Anderson, gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous work, you know. So, yeah. yeah I'm very happy with it. I mean, I couldn't be happier for Stan and with Stan. Right, right. Yeah. So, but now we can look out for it, or the kids can look out for it at the shows. It'll be around. The It'll be. Points there. Will it be on the table, or are we got to uh, wait a bit more? Not for the next couple of weeks. It won't be. Okay. Um, but by summer it will be, and then probably, you know, a wide release sometime closer to fall. Right on. Right on. These things take time. Of course. So how, you, so you're Hollywood? also very slow and lazy group. Yeah, of also just Jesus. You it's know? a like, group of the most degenerate fuckheads. It's, it really is a wonder you guys get anything done. It is. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. is. So. It is. Like, uh, I was the only, me and Josh were the only two actually here when the convention opened this morning. <laughs> which, what? Yeah, and they come walking in and I'm like, <laughs> Did he even sleep with you then? fucking animals? Josh? Yeah. Like, like, three hours or something that's insane you guys are bad influence on him I know, I know we are it's my wife I blame her all her fault <laughs> all her fault dragging her out of these parties she's having too good a time I, I heard you were getting a little grouchy at the end of the night I was really was getting that, grouchy did that happen no I couldn't believe it I was like Jay Clark doesn't get grouchy I was tired I was just I want to go oh, oh, oh. some more of that and then, and then you went back to Fosgate's place and you're like this Pass sucks fuck out this is I was awful. one of them absolute out before I just can't believe he got up. you like a normal, a man-sized blanket. Every time I've stayed at that dickhead's apartment, <laughs> he's like, yeah, here's the pillow from my, the throw pillow from my couch, and here's like <laughs> a, one of those three-quarter size blankets that doesn't even cover you up. It doesn't like bullshit. you very much. Well, no. No, clearly. <laughs> it's because we're a married couple. Yes, And so we hate each other and, like all married couples. One of those beautiful disasters, you know what I mean? Hey, yeah. over to you, Tony. So, as I was trying to ask earlier, how's how's Hollywood life with you? 
Oh, hey. oh God. Uh, so right now, we are in post-production on the Rotten Tail film. Can I have a smoke? Yeah, yeah, certainly. Thank you. Uh, we're in post-production on the Rotten Tail film, and um, Thank you. the movie ended up going uh, over budget by uh, a decent chunk, uh, chiefly because Thank you. the last week of filming we were on location in the desert north of Phoenix, and it poured ass rain for two solid days. In the desert? Yeah. When they, you, you figures when you guys go to the desert to make a movie, it, was it fucking rains. completely insane. So we lost two days, and so what happens when that happens is so everyone is still getting paid for those two days and you have hotels for those two days but then you have to add two days onto the end which means two extra days of hotels like 20 hotel rooms and you know two extra days of pay for everyone and then all your sag actors have like a rider where they get you know an overtime thing so you know our our bigger name actors are cost us 12 grand each for two more days so it turned into the rain really did you see what God did to us, man? <laughs> it was it was really rough. It, that, that sucks, man. That slowed us up. So we ended up having a little bit of trouble with the money on post, but everything's straightened out now. So we're good, well good. in. Good. We're well rolling into post, and we've gotten um, quite a few offers of distribution from, including a couple from some of the big big kids. Excellent. Um, but you know, like just because they're big kids doesn't mean it's the best offer. No, either. no, I you know, So you got to be you got to be real careful and. Um, one of our biggest advantages right now is that, you know, the, the company owns the, the majority of the film. We own almost almost all of it. And so I don't have like an outside investor breathing down my neck to get something signed and get this going. Right, right. So I can afford to be like, you know what, it's done. I'm just gonna be patient, you know? So we, we haven't signed anything yet and we're kind of waiting. We may wait until the movie's closer to done and we actually have a rough cut to really start showing and see what we can drum up. Right on. Um, so I think I think that it's going really good. I feel really good about it. You know, we have a publicist, publicist um, in the in with the production company who's been pushing the shit out of it. So there's some exciting stuff coming, including when and where we're gonna do I the world there premiere. I some rumblings that uh, we might have some sort of distributive release up north in the Canada. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Definitely. No. Man. No question whatsoever. That will. That's every deal that we've been offered so far is a, like at least a full North America deal. Um, right. and, but most of them are the world. Most of them, they want awesome. they want the whole world. Awesome. But that's not even then. That's not always the best, right? right. Sometimes, um, and I'm learning as I go here. So if anybody out there's like this guy doesn't sound, has no idea. Oh, what he's absolutely! Talking about. Like if we need to clarify this and put some sort of you know explanation, Travis has no idea what, what he's the doing fuck ever. He's doing no, ever. I've been making just this so y'all know. As I go, Source Point Press is a, the biggest stroke of luck I have yeah. ever. Yeah. See, absolutely, like. <laughs> or or horrific misfortune. The jury is still out. <laughs> um, uh, I'm very excited about Seance, though. The Seance, Seance room, yeah. Seance room. Seance room, yeah. That's uh, also a new book. Um, How did that, I not uh, hear about it though? Like I saw it on the table and I was like, "What is this?" I really? Didn't, it didn't cross my path. Um, Somebody dropped the ball on that one, Travis. Well, because that's me. right up my wheel. You got to talk to our social media guy. I think for that. I don't do that. I'm a degenerate idiot i can barely handle my own <laughs> social media but the book is beautiful it is gorgeous uh yeah. kayla valerio out of new york city did the art she is amazing um ben goldsmith uh who is like a walking man child from boston 
wrote the script. It's uh, going to be a four-issue series. We each issue a standalone, similar to the Monstrous thing, where it, but it all takes place in the same setting, right. and they all sort of interlink. Right. Uh, so the first one came out. Uh, we already sold out of it here, actually. Right, right. <clears throat> I had Congratulations. To, I had to give you one of my take-home copies. But I think I've earned it. Yeah, you're all right. I think I've earned it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's going to come out. Um, again, that, that will probably won't do a wide release for a while, probably till the fall, right. um, because we need to get the second one completely wrapped, too, and that's in production now. Before we kind of go wide with it, I like to have at least two issues in the can. Right, right. Um, but it's, a, it's an absolutely gorgeous book, and it's going to be available at all the digital locations yeah. within like the next few weeks. We were talking about this the other day. You don't like to really, you're not really in the mindset of a really big long ongoing series you kind of I like do to not do these like them at all sets. is it because of uh, do you have a fear of success it's, it's, no it's because of money it's, <laughs> it's because of money and logistics a three or four issue series is something that we can wrap our heads around we can budget we know what we're right. getting into right. we can do it we know we'll go bing 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 collect the trade at some point maybe do a kickstarter either at the front end or the back if end the to, to pre-sell something up, special though, about it where it could be profitable would you reconsider would you be willing to? If something, say you had a book that really got so, people were just craving for more and more and more of something in particular. Well, shit, dude. I mean, the Monstrous book, right. I mean, that's that's sold over 8,000 copies. Wow. You know, I mean, right. that's a legit number for a oh. small press publisher. Oh, fuck yeah. You know, uh, and even that, I'm like, no. <laughs> it's just, it turns into this thing where it becomes, you know, you're, you're trying to keep up with this monthly release thing and you, you have this constant outlay of money that goes in. Number one, the biggest thing, like my number one job as the guy who runs the publisher is to protect the brand, right? Right. Protect our brand, protect what we do. And I also don't ever, I don't want to, I don't want to get into where we have these like, legacy characters that we're constantly like you know that's where we hang our hat and that's right, our shit you know right, right, like what we're right. trying to be is like we're the publisher that will do the thing and do the art style and do the stuff that no one else is doing because that's that's what we've been successful yeah. at and that's, but you continuously even though you bring in new guys and fresh blood you continuously use the same teams often switched up interacted yeah. well i mean you know that you know that we have collaborative kind of yeah we have not just publishing it's we have writers that we've worked with for a while that we really trust and i know because it's not just about a good story and a good art. It's about, like, are you the right type of person? Like, are you going to put in the work and the sweat, blood, and tears to, like, get your book out there at any and all costs? So, you know, Casey Pierce, David Hayes, Greg Wright, uh, Bob Sally. Like, you know, well, these Bob are guys. Bob Sally is a fairly new addition, right? He is fairly new, but we've already done two books so? for him. Yeah, yeah. Probably a little less than. Yeah, right But, on. I mean, he's a 100% a team player. Oh, he my gets God, out there. Yeah. Treasure to have him in Toronto. That was a lot of fun. <clears throat> so, uh... To a certain extent, if something comes to me, uh, you know, I get some kind of brainwave and I'm like, oh, I really want to do this book. I mean, chances are I'll go to one of those guys, you right, know, a guy right. that we already have that I already know I can count on Trust, and be like, hey, yeah. do you want to write, do you want to write something like this and just right, see if they right. want to do it? Right. You know, I mean, we get submissions, tons and tons of submissions all the time. And some of them are great. Right. I turn down tons of great submissions, not because they're not good, but because they don't fit what we're doing. Right. Right. Or right. they're not just part of the plan. Because, you know, we're planned out through 2018, you know, with Jesus. books and releases. Really? Well, you have to be. Yeah, you have to be. So. It takes months well, and months and months away, to get this. Yeah, yeah. No, I, Tony, I mean, I think Tony had his hand up. Well, I was going to ask you about <laughs> second grade. Yes. Well, Jay likes to talk a bit. I, yeah, yeah. Tony, you got to fight. And, and I just kind of day, Rob Hogan. Just let him kind of. Yeah, Rob Hogan go. is a fine artist, right? by the way, and yeah. he's a fucking genius. A genius. He's a genius. Always and, coming back and, and also, right and also he does like he does something that I don't know if I've 
I don't know if I've ever seen it at a convention. He does like commissioned paintings because the guy can paint faster than anyone on the planet. Probably. Don't, don't tell really? my collectors that. <laughs> <laughs> so he'll do these like small commissioned paintings That's like amazing, live man. at the show. Wow, wow. So, I mean, you, since you've been standing here listening to me chat, you might as well throw out like where people can find your stuff. Where can people find oh, it? Check um, it out. Right now, uh, at the con, I'm at F13. Right. So Friday 13th, you remember that? Nice little mnemonic device there. But um, should go for that every time. My website is robhogan.me. So R-O-B-H-O-G-A-N.me. On Instagram, I'm R-E-H-G-N-3. And so check out work. and. Hey, apparently this fucking guy's a genius kid, so I'd go check it out if I were you. Shit, yeah. No, that's awesome, dude. That's fucking cool. Do you do like uh, I so you're just like piece by piece fine illustrator? You don't do like a book? Or I do um, actually acrylic on canvas. So cool. I do actual paintings. I don't sketch out any work beforehand. I I try. I want to. It's a little bit between like impressionist and expressionist in the sense of I start off just trying. I want to capture that essence that if you see a pop culture when it invokes yeah, that like memory in you pop culture it, yes into that world yeah right and on. so you gotta go check you gotta I go will. check it I out will. i'm gonna come over yeah Absolutely. so it's, it's kind of cool being able to get that into gallery settings and to bridge that gap between fine art and pop art that's awesome man. that's cool it's a little uh it's not on the acrylic on canvas level but sean daly of course can't do a podcast without bringing up Sean. So we found He's a perfect segue. also a genius. But he, it's just watercolor. But he, he'll have the messiest yeah. table. All, I'm excited to see yours. Stuff. Maybe it'll fight. But he has the messiest table at every con because he watercolors. Watercolors fast like a madman, right? And his table's just a goddamn mess. So I'm excited. I'm actually a pretty clean painter. <laughs> One of my... One of my art colleagues that I do collaborative work, he's an abstract expressionist, Mark E. Yeah. He, he expressionism, paint everywhere. And when we work together, I have to protect our pieces to make sure that... <laughs> Get on, you like, nice. it's, it's like a sitcom, yeah. you put up a, a yes. curtain in between the room. Well, well because he'll, he'll work on it. So Mark is a really interesting dude in that he'll work, um, he'll spend a lot of time, weeks, creating these pieces he likes using really rare paint materials for him right um but when he starts applying them he'll use different medium different application materials as he's doing it and we're working on something a little bit more structured paint starts splattering on it i gotta throw my body in front of it and make sure it doesn't get on it so <laughs> that's awesome yeah. you're a michigan guy Oh, Chicago. 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 Right Chicago. Well, I get confused because sometimes the Chicago also sounds like the down river. <laughs> oh, right? man. That's weird. This is from a fucking Canadian. Uh, <laughs> this is, this is insane. You betcha. Uh, still, he's made down river sound like some mystical, magical Smurf village type place to me. No, and the <laughs> opposite of that. Smurf, he's orange. He's not blue. I don't know why. If Casey were here, I would go into the whole Don River spiel about how it's like <laughs> northern Kentucky and all that. Well, let's go in the up the river spiel. Okay. Oh, we can do that. Whoa! Nice. Nice. As, as Whoa. you were saying earlier, you like to have, you know, like three or four issues of books I and, you and, so and you much. like this to. Is, this is bullshit. Thank you, guys. Thank, you, guys. Thank you, brother. You like to have conclusions to all this self contained. Piece of garbage, Tony. <laughs> Any word? Uh, okay, so here's the thing. So we started this series a long time ago. We did the first issue, and then we did the first issue again. You also did an entire episode of An Elegant Weapon about it. 
Wow. <laughs> I see how this is going to go. Okay, and in the intervening years, so so I did this with me, Steve Shar, and Sean Seal. In the intervening years, I started a publishing company and sort of stepped away from working on a lot of my own work, right? There's a few reasons for this. One, I don't want anybody who's going to come to work with us think that, like, SourcePoint is some kind of vanity press for all my shit. And I also... I mean, I don't push, I don't put my stuff front and center out right. there, you know, it's whatever is the new thing, whatever we're trying to push, because right. I'm I'm the company first, you know, I'm trying yeah. to make this thing happen. So it, it became less of a priority. Now, the first seven scripts have been written, which we're condensing into a shorter thing. And the second issue, the pencils and inks are done and they're being colored, but it's just really slow because both Steve and Sean at the time were new to the industry and didn't have anything going on. And now they're both doing paid page work all the time, right? right? And so this right. thing that we all kind of started together and they own a third of with right. me right. is just, you know, it's not an upfront money situation. It's something that we all work on in our spare time. Right. And, didn't you know, they're... more important things came along. Well, I mean, it's not that it's more important. It's that the... the Priorities? Yeah, it just becomes a priority. You know, they're getting... Their careers are going places right. and they have... They're getting more work, you know, and so... It comes down to like, oh, you know, I, I love this and I, I'm going to continue working on it. But I also have to turn in, you know, five pages. You know, Steve's working on the, the new Halston book for us right, right now. And, you know, we, we and amongst other things, Hopefully you know, and Sean is it's really good. Sean is slowly yeah. losing his mind as it is. So it's <laughs> it's like my go to question for Travis all the time, though. Yeah, you sons of bitches. <laughs> I had two people yesterday come up and they're like, hey, this is the, I really like this. When's the second one coming out? It's been like two years. I'm like telling me, go talk to that asshole Steve. He's right over there. Go bust his balls. Steve also runs a comic shop. Well, runs is a that's a that's a <laughs> bold a statement. He stands around in it a lot. Now I hear you're getting into the soda business. Yeah, Asylum Asylum Beverages uh, started that company with uh, Paul Burke, um, his daughter Janelle, a variety of other people. Josh Warner is involved. Um, sort of a takeoff from the Dead World Zombie Soda that they were doing with the company Caprice Brands, and then of course that had great success far beyond what anyone imagined it was going to do. And then, unfortunately, last year, uh, Gary Reed, you know, the, the godfather of Michigan Comics, passed away. I believe birthday. Today is Today. Gary's birthday, yes. Right, right. So, would have been uh, happy 61st right on, right on. to Gary. So, Gary passed away suddenly uh, near the end of last year in October. And it was decided that... Um, I wasn't involved in the company at that time. I was sort of tangentially involved... Um, just because I knew all those guys, that without Gary continuing on with a Dead World branded thing wasn't something that anybody was comfortable doing. And so we, they kind of went back to the well and shuttered it and are rebranding it as Asylum Beverages, you know, to continue going on. And now I'm, I'm much more involved. And um, so this was the first convention we ever had any of it at. And I just brought four cases only on one day and we sold all of it. What's it taste like? What are the flavors? Um, we've got, right now we have vanilla root beer, wild berry, black cherry, and orange. That's pretty good. I mean, if you like soda, it's like a craft soda sort of thing. I think thing. I'd like to try the black yeah, cherry. I love cherry. Black cherry sold out. The only one, we have like wild berry left. That's it. Which is also pretty good. But when you come back in, I'll give you a bottle. 
You know, it's a nice thing that often I have the problem of trying to obtain things from SourcePoint Press and they're sold out. Yeah, yeah. it, it well, seems to happen good, all the time. It's a good problem yeah, for me. It's a good problem for me for you to have. Yes. So yeah, the sodas, uh, you know, it's something that we're looking to launch over the next couple of months. You know, we've got basically all the distribution that, we ha that they had with Dead World is sort of carried over. So it's going to roll out. We're doing, um, you know, with Rotten Tail, this will be several months in the future, but we're doing a, we're going to do a Rotten Tail branded, you know, nice. pink cotton candy nice. uh, flavor. Right on, you know, going to do some really cool stuff. I'm pretty excited about it. And it's such a... You know, it's almost a weird thing to sort of marry in with the this world, but it's cool though, man. yeah, it does seem to. It doesn't not fit, you know. Yeah. It's funny sometimes what you find does fit. So uh, look at Dirk, <coughs> yeah, Dirk Manning and his uh, Dirk Coffee there. That was everybody. They, they loved that. People, nothing. All you said, what a genius idea to get your fans to be your promo team and just constantly posting pictures of the mug and the you know. He got everybody to do it for him. He's an animal, <laughs> that guy. You know, <laughs> for better or worse, yes. Dirk is coffee. Yeah. No, he's he. The he'll. I mean, he'll try almost. You know, he'll try shit. Oh yeah. Know, see. See what. See what sticks. Yeah, you know? yeah. So yeah. I think that one stuck. I think. Oh, uh, the little... coffee thing. Yeah. yeah. That was a. That's a winner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a winner. Yeah. No, Travis, I got a question from our fans, and it is. What are your two favorite podcasts, and why is it an elegant weapon in Drunk on Comics? <laughs> um, that's a that's tough. So do you were you really you want to know what my real two favorite podcasts? Are? Yes, I do. Yeah. I do. Uh, probably the ones I listen to the most. Well, one, I mean, you do tend to listen to people you know, right? Everybody yeah. does that. Yeah. Um, so, so, so because I don't want to break any hearts. You know, here or anyone who might listen to this, because I have so many friends who do podcasts, and I listen to a lot of them. Yeah. Um, but my two favorite, probably non uh, people that I personally know, podcasts are Star Talk. Yeah, with, that's uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. With Neil Tyson, yeah. Yeah. Um, because in in real life I am a scientist, so yeah. I really enjoy that show. And uh, I really like Education, the I Kevin Smith. Yeah. Um, yeah. With uh, Andy McElfridge. Andy McElfridge. Professor. Yeah. Andy McElfridge. Not a real professor. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. so those are probably my two favorite, not that I know, but yeah, obviously, yeah. Drunk on Comics is a great show, you know, despite yeah. Tony's involvement. You, in fact, <laughs> are a podcaster, and I forget it all the time. Well, no one should shit all the time. No one should listen to that show. That show <laughs> is, like, one, it's mostly about two things like me telling horrific stories from my own life or me yelling at Devin. Yeah. Like, those are pretty if, much. So if that appeals to you, then you should listen to that show. <laughs> but the crazy, the crazy thing about it is like we we do have. I mean, we yeah. haven't been. We, we're not like a huge podcast by any means. Right, right. Not like you two guys. Oh yeah, you know? okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, we do have like a hardcore of like people who think it's really really funny and they just want to listen to me yell at Devin. I guess it is funny. Yeah. It is funny. <laughs> you know. Uh yeah, I've had enough of them. Yeah, yeah no yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> After that bullshit. Uh, but it's pretty typical, sourcepointpress.com. Yep, sourcepointpress.com. You know? We're on Twitter. Easy to find. We're on Instagram. I'm easy to find. You know, look us up. You're just plain easy. Oh, yeah. All the way across <laughs> the board. <laughs> Anything else, Tony? No. Thanks, Travis. Thanks, brother. Yeah. Appreciate it. Say it. 
sold out. Sold out. By 2 o'clock on Sunday. Stan Kanaka. I'm here. Rejected. Sold out. Out. Motor City Comic Con. How's it feel? I'm unbelievably excited and unbelievably tired. <laughs> you do have more toast voice than I am, man. I have never sold 100 issues, 100 copies of anything at a show in any weekend. Congratulations. Man. Thank you very much. Feels I good. appreciate it. It does. You were right. Uh, yeah. You yeah. were right. I told you it feel good. Yeah. Uh, so, as a response, obviously a good response. Yeah, no, people out, like but... it. I had a guy come up to me today. He said he read it last night and loved it. That's good. So, good. That's good enough for me. How's the response as far as the uh, demographic? I've gotten everybody. Yeah, from, a little bit of From the young enough to read it to old enough to not want it. That's awesome, though. I'm so happy for you. It was fun. I can't uh, believe it. Oh, Sorry about no. the cookie breath. That's okay. Sorry about the meat stick breath. <laughs> I ate one, I took a couple bites, and I realized it had the cheese in it. Oh. I was like, oh, oh. oh. Gross, man. Uh, man, it's been a long weekend. How'd you pod today? Oh, I'm so tired. I've done like 12 hours pod this weekend. That's awesome. It's ridiculous. We're going to be editing forever. Well, a lot of it's live, though. Oh. Podcast, sure. So I don't have too much to edit. But uh, I'm making our yeah, annual awesome. Sunday Artist Alley gorilla style. Now, yeah. Right. So it starts with you. Oh. Sold out. Uh, Corey Christian Anderson. Micah Myers. Go ahead and spout off the entire team. We'll start with Corey Christian Anderson on the arts. He did all the interior pages and the exclusive variant cover. Micah Myers on the letters absolutely drilled it. People loved it. They loved the style. They loved the word balloons or speech bubbles. I'm going to say both because people are arguing about it right now. Uh, Tracy, my wife, Tracy Kanopka, edited it. Uh, I wrote it, and I'm very proud of it, to be honest with you. Sold all 100 copies. Uh, SourcePoint Press thought enough of me to publish it, and I sold out. It's amazing. It's amazing. Jay Webb was my creative consultant, too, on this. Oh, very nice. He's like a comics vault. Oh, my gosh. Without him, I probably would have written eight other stories that someone already wrote. Ah, so he was your force ghost. He was my force ghost. You're darn right. I can't. Like Batman would. Yes, he would. Absolutely. Good job, Jay Webb. Definitely. Uh, The whole team. I guess everybody's kicking Well, we have one Michelle Joy Gallagher. Don't forget her. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Several people bought the book based on the fact that there were poems in it. Really? Yes, I showed them the poems, I showed them the imagery. That's very cool. And they were like, wow, yes, we'll buy it. Oh. So, another nail. That's good for her. Yes, too, indeed. Man. Yes, indeed. And you weren't alone, because also Kayla is Oh, here yeah, Kayla and Ben. The seance room. Yeah, they sold out, too. They sold out, too. Man. That's amazing. Time. Source Point Press, kids, we ain't fucking around. Not anymore, anyway. Yeah. Source Point Press. We're going to stop talking now. Love you guys. Because we have no voices with which to talk with, but Stan Kanopka... Congratulations, kids. All your local Comic-Cons. Source Point Press will be there. Go get the rejected. Get it. You will not be sorry. I love you, man. Love you too, brother. Okay, kids. We'll be back next week with a whole bunch more creators for you on part two of our Motor City Comic-Con coverage. Until then, take it easy.